I'm Maddie Moat and this is Discover the Wall from English Heritage, exploring Hadrian's Wall. It's been fascinating to learn that the wall and the forts along it actually were more than just places for soldiers to rest their heads, but actually they developed into communities and small working towns. I really want to find out more about the people who lived on the wall. Coming up. Here at Bird Oswald, we've got a really poignant, heartbreaking bit of evidence. Um, in 2009, there was an excavation on the cemetery. Many burials were found there, but two of them are really quite interesting for us as archaeologists. I'm at Bird Oswald Roman Fort, and I'm meeting with Francis, who's a curator with English Heritage. I'm walking next to the wall now with Francis. And Francis, I've, I've been wondering, were these communities, the, these towns, do they consist of just soldiers, just men? No, not at all. Um, the soldiers would have had families who lived in the civilian settlements outside of the forts, and that would have been their wives, maybe their mothers or their sisters, um, along with children. So there would have been a whole group of people living on the wall who weren't soldiers. So would the soldiers have arrived with, with their families, or would they have met women when they got here? Um, a bit of both. Okay. Um, we've got a really interesting letter from Egypt when a soldier sent a letter back to his wife saying, when you pack up and join me, can you bring this tunic which I forgot? So that's an <laughs> Nothing example changes. from Egypt, but it shows you that soldiers are moving and families are following. However, we do know soldiers would also have intermarried with the local population, which would give them a better link to the um, local area they were guarding. So would women have come to the wall in search of husbands? Ooh, tricky one. Is that possible? Um, I mean, possibly. The, the settlements outside the forts, people who weren't related to the soldiers were living in those settlements to make money from the soldiers. Mm -hmm. So perhaps with their, during their interactions with the soldiers, they might have developed a relationship. And, you know, if you have a daily interaction, maybe you're selling pots or beer or um you know other mm. other things that men might want in a <laughs> <laughs> we're obviously being very stereotypical here yeah. but you know back in the times that's, yes. how, that's how it was yeah. I got, I've got to remember as well that the wall was here for how long was the wall operational for um just under 300 years right okay so actually yeah. these communities these towns they developed over time this would this is this was changing yeah that's right so there would have been generations of people whose families lived in these settlements outside the forts and provided services, whether it's laundry or new pottery, new buckles for your belts, you know, living outside these forts. We've heard a lot about men in this series so far, and now I want to know about the women and children. We've got a really interesting exhibit in the museum that tells us all about that, if we'd like to go and have a look in now. Yeah, definitely. So there's different bits of evidence that we use. We might find um, tombstones that tell about women and children, or we might find objects that only were used by women and children. But here at Bird Oswald, we've got a really poignant and quite kind of um, heartbreaking bit of evidence. Um, in 2009, there was an excavation on the cemetery just outside uh, the fort at Bird Oswald, and many burials were found there, but two of them are really quite interesting for us as archaeologists. Inside the museum now, there's a display case, and inside, it looks like we've got a handful of different urns that have been put back together, broken pieces of pottery, and there is, there's something inside them. Francis, what are we looking at? Well, what we're looking at here is one piece of evidence that tells us a really detailed picture about some of the people who lived and died at Bird Oswald. 
So the cemetery that was excavated was a cremation cemetery. So the bodies were burnt and then the remains were put inside these pots, or cremation urns as we call them. And that's what we're looking at now. That's what we're looking at now. We're looking at five of the remains that were found there. And two that are really interesting, at the front of the case, if you get close, you can see a tiny little tooth. Oh yeah, just through this magnifying glass. Yeah, and that tooth is from a five-year-old child who was buried in the urn behind it. Ah, so that tells you a little bit about who was living here. Yeah, so we know about this five-year-old child, and then the urn next to it, both in the case and how they were buried, had the remains of a female aged between 20 and 40 years old. Oh, so do you think they might have been related? I mean, they were definitely buried together, even though it was slightly different times. So it's very tempting to say it's mother and child. Yeah. We'll never know for sure. We can't check the DNA or anything. No, unfortunately <laughs> there's not enough um, of the bones left, but I think it's one of those really tantalising glimpses into life on the frontier, well, life and death on the frontier. Family was important in the Roman times, so parents would have wanted to be buried with their children. But this here is a snapshot, but it's still only one child and one woman. The settlement outside the fort would probably have had more people in, in than the number of soldiers inside. And that's so, common for all the forts, yeah, not just here at Bird Oswald. Every fort on the wall would have had that civilian settlement. So if you think about the number of people living in this frontier zone along the wall, it's huge, and it's the soldiers are only one part of that. That's something I hadn't really given much thought to before coming here. Yes, I was expecting to hear lots about Roman soldiers and Hadrian's Wall being used as a fort. It was so much more than that for so many people. So what did the women and children do when their men were at work, living in the barracks and protecting the empire? The women, if they ran a household, they would have done the cooking, the cleaning, you know, the household chores. Women would have made, had to make cloth to make clothes. You know, it's not like just pop into the, the shop now. Would the kids have gone to school? We don't know if there's evidence of schools in Roman Britain. There were schools in the Roman Empire. Um, there was a level of education, learning to read and write, and also to give speeches to orate. Um, the level of literacy in Britain, it's not, we're not really sure. And perhaps upon the frontier, whether it was as formalised as... Um, that. Well, that's school, but what about socialising? Would the children have played? They would, and um, we know that both adults and children alike had games, and we've got evidence of children's toys. A few miles away in the museum at Corbridge Roman Town, Francis is showing me a Roman doll. So if you crouch down, you can see that the um, toes have been marked by an um, engraved line. And I've brought actually a little replica of, of one. And you, the legs would have been attached separately to the body and the arms also. So it's kind of what we would say articulated, so those bits would move. We're looking inside a glass cabinet and the doll's leg is probably the, the same size as my middle finger. It's quite small. It What's is. it made out of? It's made of animal bone. Ah, so that would have been carved. Yeah, that's right. Actually, it's quite detailed. As you say, you can see the little toes. And also, I, I think it's showing that she's wearing kind of sandals because if you see, there's a line across the, toe, across the toes and then up the foot. Back outside, I want to know what was expected of the children who grew up around the forts on Hadrian's Wall. Francis, would the young boys have been expected to go on to become soldiers? Yes, we know that in Roman life it was quite um, normal for children to follow in their parents' footsteps of business. So whether that be a soldier or becoming a, you know, a clerk or women going 
on into the, you know, the laundry business if that's what their mothers did. Mm. So we think that is a, one of the ways of recruitment that the Roman army um, kept filled their ranks. It's been fascinating finding out a little more about what life on the wall was like and learning that it wasn't just men here, but actually women, children and families too. But thinking about the role of the woman and the fact they would have been cooking and cleaning, that's making me ask questions about food. What were they eating? That's what I want to find out next. That's coming up in the next episode of Discover the Wall. And if you want to discover Hadrian's Wall for yourself, just search English Heritage online and find out more about the amazing things you can see and do at Corbridge Roman Town, Chester's Roman Fort and Museum, Halstead's Roman Fort and Bird Oswald Roman Fort.